This really is a love song for the ages. This is popping. You know what's, what bothers me sometimes? Mm. And actually, I don't want to say it bothers me, but like this song is popping off on TikTok right now. And it's like, it's so good that I love that. Yeah. But, but you loved it before TikTok. Well, no, I don't want to say that. Like what frustrates me is like the younger generation thinks this is like a new banger that they just discovered. Whatever. It's good. I think it's all, it's all good. Across no, no, the no. I know that hatred. It's, it's the weirdest hatred. But it is true. weird because like you have nowhere to get it out. You're just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. guys, this has been around for like decades. Yeah. Like 1970. I've been listening to this, you know, and I've enjoyed it myself, but now it's on TikTok. I hate that you guys like it. It's a real hate. Yeah, yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah, but I mean, they're doing good things with it. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a hater. I think I'm being a hater. <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes sometimes we all need to be haters. Hey, uh, I want to give a shout out to myself. Celebrating <laughs> my 31st birthday. Oh, man, you should have let me do that. <laughs> nah, nah, yeah, nah. Yeah, yeah. I let myself uh, do that. It's yeah. 31, man. It's Yesterday was <laughs> Amar's birthday. Yeah. 31. 31. 31 on 13. You made it. Does that feel like an accomplishment? Is it, are you at the age yet where that feels like an accomplishment? <laughs> no, no. I've been telling all my friends this. Um, I feel like I've been cool with every age except for, I think, 28. And now 31 and 32, I just feel like our substitute teacher. They're bullshit ages. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Dweeby, dorky, shitty ages. 33, sick age. 30, sick age. I know. Well, no. You know what? I had I had a struggle leaving my twenties, man. Like like for a couple weeks there. Really? Like it, it was touch and go for in January. I was like, ah, this sucks, man. I'm like I was at a Super Bowl party last night, and this guy mm. was going around the room going, "How old are you? How old are you? How old are you?" I'm like, f- I didn't think we ever did this anymore. <laughs> and he's like, "How old are you?" I'm like, 30. He's like, "30." I was like, That's "Yeah, off, bro." And he's like, "I'm 29." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "So?" <laughs> I'm like, well, literally, I'm, I'm like a fresh 30. That guy's you know? a dork. I'm shedding my skin. So, I don't know. <laughs> you watched the Super Bowl, eh? It was pretty good. Like, I watched it uh, just to kind of get out and experience life. I got to tell you, man, having a birthday party near Super Bowl sucks. And I know you think that about your birthday. I'm I'm near the biggest party. Yeah, but at least you can have a party. You know what I mean? I'm in the and middle like the party of... party is for party. I'm in the middle of Christmas and New Year's. It's the time where people are like, I spend my money on Christmas gifts and we're away <laughs> at the cottage with our families. So, like, nobody can come to my party. <laughs> okay, but, like... My parties always have people there, but then they're always like, you got the Super Bowl on? Oh. F you, bro. Is it always on your birthday? It's almost always on my birthday. And if not, it's like NBA All-Star. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, but that's good. You can combine the parties. No, and then like Valentine's. Oh, sorry. Look, let's let's look at parties. Parties are about attendance, about the people there to enjoy it. At least you're getting the people there, man. I had to pay... I rented out a Whirly Ball facility for my 30s, okay? <laughs> and the only way to do it <clears throat> was, obviously, I'm going to foot the cost. Yeah. So I spent, like, almost $300 so other people can come to my party. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it was fun, but it was not what I thought. I took the pressure off. I thought my yeah. 30th birthday was going to be this grand-ass thing because that's what, like, the movies tell you. <laughs> and it was fun. Like, everyone I cared about was there. Yeah, playing Whirly Ball. Playing, and Whirly Ball was sick. Like, that was fun, too. And it was also, in all fairness, the pandemic, like, we were... Entering into the new lockdown. Yeah. Like literally the day before my birthday. You guys are just smiling, pretending nothing is going down. And yeah, and the guy was like, You could take your mask off in there. Nobody else did. And I'm like, Are we not cool with it? <laughs> so, so I was the only one like yelling, like, Let's go with no mask on. So No, I foot the cost yesterday of having a half an entire lamb. Whoa. I got an entire lamb. Whoa. Bring it in half, slow roasted, low and slow, smoked that shit. It was so good. How long did you have to cook it? Like six, seven hours. Okay, so we had pork belly. Oof. It had a nipple, man. What? Like it had a, <laughs> oh, it had like a little It had a little nipple. Oh. And at the end of the night, I'm like, hold on, did anybody eat the nipple? And and my brother was like, No, we left it there. I'm like, we're doing rock, paper, scissors right now for who eats <laughs> yeah, the nipple. Yeah, this is so a my great brother, birthday. My brother ended up eating it. It sounded like he was chewing a rock. It was like <laughs> I was like, Whoa. Oh so shit. fun fact, pigs have hard nipples. And don't they have like seven or eight nipples or some shit? They've got I'm like, trying to get yeah. you a picture of these. Look at this. Look at this lamb over here. Oh, shit. Oh, my Oh my God. It's a whole carcass of a lamb. That's, it's literally like if someone just cut it in half from the top down. Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine, guys. Um, like a science book where it's like, look at the innards of a lamb. The anatomy of a, of a lamb. That's exactly what this looks like. <laughs> yeah, it was good. good so, look. It is, um, it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh, what a, what a storm. This is uh, Deep Thoughts by the Apartment Window. Let's get it. It's a little bit of ambience music, you know? Yo, whoever's um, having these deep thoughts, my prayers go out to you because this is some dark shit. This is some super villain shit. This is kind of sad. Let's change this. Let's get some like, I'm thinking about some like 
piano, jazzy. Yeah, lighten up. You know? You know? Yeah, shout like, out. This is murdery. <laughs> yeah. Like, who, who's having these Why thoughts? is this playlist called Love Ambience? This is. Oh, I'm kind of down for this kind of love ambience. This is more like. I didn't know him. Yeah. But he came over anyway. <laughs> yeah, this is like sex fiction. We made mad love. He slapped. <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> Like, like, come on. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah, come yeah. on. No, no, we like this. No, we like no. This. this is the guy who comes over. It's like the, sh- the the scenes of like the moonlight on his back. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Swanky moments for romantic is, moments. Fuck, I hate it. Nothing no, kills the vibe like Dad, this song. This is your type of love, man. Swanky hey there, baby shit. girl. Would you like to have some wine and cheese with me? This is the world you would love to live in, eh? I do magic tricks. Come on over. <laughs> Welcome to Dad's Wacky Whirly Palace. No, I, I think it sounds so, sounds so lame. Yeah. Yeah, this is not romantic at all. <laughs> I agreed with it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Um, okay, so look. Oh. Yeah. That's kind of chill. Let's talk about it. This is good. So look, it's Valentine's Day today. Yeah. Amar, are you single? <laughs> yeah, I mean, nothing says a great podcast than two single guys talking about Valentine's. <laughs> at like 11 <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, it's, I don't know. You're, you're happily single. I am happily single. Um... There's yeah, uh, oh. <laughs> okay. I'm getting Look. little hints of something. <laughs> no, I just I, I went on a date with someone recently, um, and Ooh. yo, I was having such hard time like articulating my my beliefs, which is I've I've been down for a relationship for the last thirty years, okay. Mm. But ever since last thirty, where we broke the virginity, this ain't the freaking year for low and slow cooking relationship oh, shit. Oh, you're looking to like go yeah, ham and it's slam. Fuck boy shit. You see the fade. It's like we're we're out here. We're we're douche. We're Arabic <laughs> oh, douches. Shit. We are No man, that's we not are you. douche fatouche. You're not a douche fatouche. No way. No, no, no. We're that's that's nah. that's the vibe we have to go. You through. can look look that's what we're gonna talk about today is that like you can be single and have fun. And and you know Oh there we go. Yeah. Some people will try and vilify that. You're going to find articles of people that have been hurt before that are going to vilify the aspect of being single to be single and to have fun. You could still have fun yeah. because there are people that do the same. There's girls that do the same. Mm-hmm. There's no difference. So th- there's what you just said. There's this overarching thing of you're a douche if all you want to do is hook up. Yeah. No. I mean, you're a douche if all you want to do is hook up, but you're under the guise of maybe this can be a relationship knowing it'll never be a relationship. Mm. Like you're sort of stringing them along in that yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, and if you don't articulate, and that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to articulate to her, hey, I'm interested in douche fatouche. You know, I am interested in just this like douche fatouche like shit. Quick, that. you know? And um, she wasn't interested in that. And that's, you know, <laughs> God bless, because now we're not wasting each other's time. Right. Which is, I think, a stupid excuse we tell ourselves to make things more okay. We, do, we tell <laughs> ourselves a lot of things you know? like that during the dating world. Yeah, at least I'm not wasting my time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's you, bro. That's you like, wanted, you wanted, <laughs> yeah, that's self-soothing. You wanted it and you couldn't get it. <laughs> no, look, there is nothing wrong with it. In fact, there's a lot of people have had, uh, like, their transformative years have been about. I find that yeah. to be um, something that people could benefit from. It's not mm-hmm. all negative. And I think if people are solely viewing it as negative, maybe they've been hurt before. And, like, that's okay, too, because it's, people aren't always doing it in the right way. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I said, people are doing it under uh, a guise of, don't worry, we're going to be in a relationship. Let's just hook up a bunch first. And it's like, this is where it gets hazy, okay? Because mm-hmm. you can date, genuinely date, and get to know the person. And then, obviously, that's going to happen here and there. You'll hook up. And maybe you just start to get, I don't know, you realize maybe you're not compatible after maybe a couple of months, right? But what happens is people spin that and go, he just totally used me or she just wanted yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's He's like, such maybe. Such an asshole. You're wasting my time. And like, this no. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, it's just going to save you time in the long run, right? Like, if you guys aren't compatible, you're not compatible. But I, to vocalize, are you vocalizing it to people? Because like vocalizing what? You're, you're <laughs> vocalizing, yeah. Yeah, it's not the you first are? time I said it. <laughs> you are vocalizing that. I, I definitely am. Um, you know, I, I think just like articulating the the thing of like, and it's so hard, man. It's like a friggin' threading a needle, okay? Of saying like, hey, um, you know, I really... You know, like, this is kind of what I'm looking... I don't know what you're looking for. I'm going with the flow, which is code word for, you know... Slam fest. Slam, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slam fest thing. Infinite, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Infinite, slam fest. Infinite pool of... You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but 
but I think there are times when I'm like genuinely like I you know if this could be a relationship I'm down you know like a hundred percent a hundred percent and that's the thing with all relationships so many relationships are like oh I I thought we're just hooking up or you know I I didn't really like them at first but then like I got to know them and like we ended up here and it's like a long term relationship yes, yes. and like that's the whole point of another person coming into your life and changing. Your view on things. Your thoughts, of course. Like, look, dating is an important step. And I think people think that the second you start going on a few dates, that it's automatic. Yeah. And, you know, I just I just finished reading this book called How to Single. Mm. And it's a really, really interesting book. It's pretty good, to be honest. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Not amazing, okay? okay? But it's pretty good. And the book basically talks about, it doesn't vilify relationships. In fact, they start the book by saying, if you're in a relationship, mm. you this book can still benefit you. Because it's it's how to single, not necessarily always be single on your own, but but how to not be so codependent that you're actually going to cause damaging things to your relationship. Because being being single, um, oh, what was I lost my train of thought there with that codependent, depending I mean, on others, like codependency, but also you know like to go on dates, um, you actually learn a lot about yourself too. It's not like you're there, you're, you're asking them, because you could do that. It's also good to, to check in with yourself, say, like, am I emotionally available? Mm. Right? Because maybe you're not, like, you right now are in a totally different emotional Not state. emotionally, una- I'm emotionally unavailable as shit. Yeah. And that's okay, though, because, I mean, you're entering into a world that is so new to you. Yeah, bro. I literally entered in, and I'm, I'm in Disney World, and yeah. I'm just looking around. I just looked at the map, seeing where I like to go. Yeah, you got the express pass. You're like, yeah, I want to go to there. I don't have to wait late, you know? Maybe not the express pass, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, that one. I call it when I see it. <laughs> I don't. There's no express pass right now. <laughs> it's, it's, look, um, anyways, so th- today on this podcast, we're going to talk about um, dating apps, but yeah. also, I guess, just the, the dating world in general from a single guy's point of view. landscape of dating. Yeah. Um, uh, first of all, uh, sh- uh, like, okay, you reading so many books... I need to do, we need to do a podcast mm-hmm. of you rating all the books you've, how many books have you um, oh, read in the oh, last Oh year? man, the last year, and not like a crazy amount, because some people are like, I read a book a week, and it's like, not that, Wild, I've, yeah. I've probably maybe read like uh, 12 to 15. Oof, that's still a good amount. Yeah, in, 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 but that's like maybe a year and a half. So on another episode, we're going to get you to rate these books. Because I like you saying like, hey, honestly, it wasn't that amazing of a book. It was a good book. It was like, but so look, How to Single. I should yeah. get the author here, but um, it's called How to Single. And it is a good book in terms of if you're trying to learn on how to be on your own mm. and find strength in your own. Because a lot of us will find validation mm. through dating apps and through the validation of, of getting matches. I mean, if Toxic. you've seen Tinder Swindler. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, tell me about this. Basically, it's this, uh, this con man. That is sort of uh, leapfrogging from girl to girl, just conning each one for money and Yikes. living a lavish lifestyle off of the last ones of money that they provided, right? So they all think he's rich, but all he's doing is spending the last girl's money, and he's got oh, a whole shit. bunch. So they interview one of the girls, and one thing I found fascinating about this documentary was they did a, a small section on victim blaming because because everybody, when this was, was happening, everyone's like, you're so stupid for doing this, but everyone I've talked to was like, I'm sorry, I'm not on this person's side because the first date, first date this girl meets up with the guy at a hotel mm. okay he then says do you want to come on a private jet with me to like bulgaria or something or bosnia or something and she goes like like we're talking about safety oh i would have done and, that you know i would have done that too you know <laughs> i would have done that but, <laughs> but it's like we're talking about safety here yeah that is a huge red flag that she decided to miss fine okay but then it got into this thing where she started taking out loans, like like on the first date. Out, no, like later when they started dating for a few okay. months, maxing out credit cards. I don't care who you are. I'm not going to put myself in severe, severe debt without trying to come up with a plan on how we can manage this. I don't know, man. It works on people, man. It, it you works fly on people. them on a private jet. They're like, okay, he's got money. Yes, That's it, it works on people when they're when they are so engulfed in wanting a story to come true. Yeah. When, yeah, when yeah. they interviewed this girl, she's like, I just wanted a, my prince, my my knight in shining armor. So she was definitely already had that that appearance of her lifestyle on her plate. And so when she saw somebody that could fulfill that, she was like all in. She's like, this is what I've been looking for, Shit. right? So this girl uh, claimed to have over a thousand matches on Tinder. Holy shit. Like, so this is where it gets into, is Tinder a toxic thing? Are dating apps toxic? 
And my take on it is I would say majority of those dating apps, like maybe like 65% of it, maybe 70% mm. is relatively toxic. Yeah. But there is still a benefit there. Yeah. The toxic part is the paradox of choice. It makes you feel disposable. It makes them feel disposable. What you're doing is you're they've gamified this entire world of let's swipe because I like the way they look in that picture. And super like and this yeah, and that. Super like, now we gotta pay and and I'm just gonna like, 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 and then I'm not even gonna talk to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the things that they're saying people need to stop doing is they need to stop acting like they're too good for the ass. Because from the guy's side of things looking at girls, I, I've removed myself from all these apps now. Yeah. I was on it for a bit, of course. And it's like, it's fun to get to talk to people, meet new people. And I've met some really cool people on it. But there's this this messaging that are on a lot of girls. I can't speak for the guys. So don't take this as like so harsh to one side. It's I just can't speak for the guys. Yeah. Um, but on girls, they all have the same thing. If it's not just their Instagram handle, then it is um, sort of like not really into dating apps, just trying this out. Or you could tell I'm sad in life when I'm back on here. Or This is literally 80%. Those three things are 80% of Tinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like worst idea you ever had was getting this back. And it's like, you are already projecting you don't want to be here. Yeah. You know, so why well, are you there's here? There's no host, like, well, is it because like you're looking for wholesomeness? Like sound? Not wholesomeness, but it's not shameful. Like, this isn't like it's not shameful anymore to be on these apps. Not at like, all. Like back when Tinder first came out, it was like a hookup app. It was like, oh, it's kind of like okay, Cupid. Oh, that's kinky, you know. Now it's like there's so many different ways. I know people have been married because they met on these apps, and that's yeah. where that slice of positivity comes in. Yeah. Quick stats break. Uh, apparently, sixty percent of Americans have been on a dating app, and twelve percent of people on dating apps have actually gone to a long-term relationship or marriage from dating apps which is incredible 12 percent, one in 10 people are getting married or long-term commitment yeah huge yeah i guess with how many games are out there man like like look when i was on this app i've i've done both okay i've yeah. done where you swipe you talk they don't respond or you swipe they talk and you don't respond so i find dating apps to give you this false sense of belief that you might find somebody because one the ratio of girl to guy is already skewed from what i've read i think it's like toronto is like for every two girls, it's eight guys. I or, bet. Or, or like nine guys for every one girl. It's it's something whack like that. So the thing is, we like to say, I don't want it to be a talent show. But at that point, because it's so gamified, you have to put your peacock feathers up. 100%. And you got to say to this girl what's going to make you different. So we've taken old school dating of here's why I'm the best. And all we've done is added a social media component. You do YouTube on, I feel like on Tinder or whatever the thumbnails are even harder to accomplish because look, for you to stand out, especially as a guy with like the perfect picture and the perfect bio. It's just, it's judgmental. Like, I hate that shit. Like I'll see TikToks of no, like for instance, we talked about this last week. No Bass Pro hat. Oh, he's holding a fish. Do you know how yeah. many girls are with tigers, man? I don't know what it is, but they like, there's like 80% of girls have a picture with a, with a feline. It's their fish. Yeah. It's their fish. And, and like, Nobody is unique. I don't yeah. want to say guys, because guys are definitely unique on this app, clearly, because girls are doing a great job at showcasing that. Yeah. But, like, the girl side of things is, is pretty uniform as well. So. Okay, I have a question for you. Yeah. If you can create and craft the perfect dating app, what would it look like? I don't, uh, it's a good question. I don't know. It would have to somehow implement personality to a degree. Okay. It would, it would. And, like, I don't want to sound like the virtue signaling bullshit, but it's like. No, you're into personality. It's all good. Well, I, I think I think at this age, yes, I could yeah. I could definitely say in my twenties, it was a lot of that was about. I just want to get like try to see if I can get with a hot girl. Like yeah, how many yeah, hot yeah. girls can I get with, right? But when you turn thirties or enter into your thirties, the shift that I experienced, maybe it's not the same for everybody, which is what we talked about prior, yeah. is that your teens are so judgmental. Who's the coolest in high school? Who is the newest mm. shit? The shiniest shit? Most expensive shirt? And your 20s are so close in proximity. It's like they're neighbors to each other. Yeah, yeah. That you've got to get out of that mindset. You're still in college. You're trying to figure out your way in life. That you still are susceptible to this type of thing. But by the time you're 30, or at least entering in your 30s, you've had enough buffer time to sort of calm down and realize, I actually don't care as much about what people think. And you start to enter into this like, okay, I can do this. I know I'm capable of. I've shown it many times. Yeah. You know, so when it comes to dating at this point, Dating apps, I just find, are not going to be the the benefit for me unless I want to just have fun. 
then then yes, that will happen. But but if I were to make an app, it would have to somehow, and I don't know how this would happen, but it would have to somehow incorporate a personality aspect to it because. Man, so many people are being plagued by Instagram accounts. They're like, look at them. They're, they're living their best life. They look so good. They're so happy. But it's like, we know that's not true. <laughs> I know, but like, how many times have we as guys like gone on that Instagram, checked it out, and like actually like followed the girl <laughs> in hopes that something might happen, but n- never will? So then yeah, you yeah, just yeah. kind of leave it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And then you go like after a year or two, you like you, she posts something, you're like, who is? Yeah, why? Who's this person? Yeah, and then unfollow. you have to like unfollow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know? Um, okay, another question for you. Um, how how um, how would you get the most out of online dating? Uh, manage your expectations, big mm. time. You can. I I suggest my personal suggestion is if you're gonna get into online dating, go in with it with no expectations or low expectations. Okay, and that's that's across the board. That's good advice for a lot of things. That way, you won't be as let down. Because I think a lot of people go into dating apps thinking, I matched with this person, now we're going to go on a date, and now it'll pan out. I, I'm telling you, one in six people will actually pan out into maybe physically meeting. Yeah, it's wild. Like, a lot of them won't respond. They'll ghost you after a while. Uh, you're just not into it. You're you're busy. You get another match you get distracted with. There's so many... They get off the app. So They get off the app. There's so many hurdles here yeah. to actually make it through to an actual date. Because some girls will even write in their caption, don't bother talking on here, just ask me out on a date. It's mm. like, Jesus. Like, <laughs> like I'm not just going to ask you out on a date. I literally just know of you on a picture. I don't yeah, know yeah, anything yeah. about you. So the talking phase for me is very important. True. It allows me to know what your humor is. You know, like, can you carry a conversation? I'm not going to go on a date where we're both just awkward with each other. But I think the other shitty side of that is like, like the first line has to be like the best line in the world. But it just, I hate man, that shit. It's like it's, ah. the power is in their hands. Like when you have such a, a whack ass, like like nine to one type of thing, you've got a bunch of dudes that are like, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure, sure. And then the girls can be selective because they're getting swarmed with so many matches that the the paradox of choice is literally a game to them. They could say, I like him, I don't like him. I could maybe not respond to him. You know, like at the end of the day, what happens is you end up not picking any of them. Yeah. Because I, I, I heard this thing. I can't remember what book it was. I think it was um, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck okay. by Mark Manson. Amazing book. And I think it was that book. He talks about how the best way to make a decision is only having two options. Because when you pick one, it's very easy to say why the other one wouldn't have been best for you. Mm. But when you have four choices, they're going to start to blur the lines of, well, they had this it didn't have that, but that guy had that, but they yeah, didn't have this. It becomes more like a rock, paper, scissors of like this beats that, yes. that beats that. Whereas one and one, it's way easier. So they say you should limit things to just two choices, but these apps are limiting to infinite choices. And if this person pisses you off, let's just keep swiping and find another one. Yeah, let's you know talk what? about the paradox of choice because, um, so, okay, so paradox of choice, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like basically because you have so many choices, a lot of times you just don't choose anything, right? Or because you yeah. have so many choices, every choice becomes a shitty choice, right? Is that the paradox of choice? Uh, the Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. And I feel like that's like what's so, let's say that's the toxic part about online dating as well. Or even like, I feel like even like dating in general now is because you have so many options and you have so many choices, any little thing is like, it becomes a red flag or any that's little the paradox thing of choice is of like you have essentially infinite uh matches you could choose whoever you want and so it becomes difficult to choose because nobody is perfect in the eyes of somebody else because you like this person for that well oh, this person actually made me laugh a little bit harder so they're slightly funnier yeah but she had a better body but she had a better job you know like it, her first line was much better than it's it's, it's so fucked it is fucked. So that's what I'm saying. If you get into it, I'm not I'm not at all the one to sort of discourage it. I think if you go in with expectations that to find your Romeo or Juliet, I don't know. Obviously, I know people that have done that. Yeah. I just don't know if dating apps are going to pan out as easy because they're so popular, especially because of the pandemic, right? What's your favorite way of meeting someone? Like for me, it's like through mutual friends or like let's say at a, no, yeah. at a wedding or a party. I like the shared community part. I really do. Um, it's. Do you know what I mean? Like, you met, I, have you met people through a friend? Yeah, I have. And so, okay, so when you do that, yeah, I guess it depends. I'm more of a private person. Yeah. 
So when when a friend is involved, uh, you think they're gonna say some shit that you. They're, they're just gonna to sort of expose everything about you that I'm kind of like the last thing I want is my friend to know this. Uh, I see what you're saying. Are no, you know, but like, it's like if you're like just cool and upfront with your friends, it's like it becomes like a little more. I don't know. For me, the more the more important you piece, can't mess up, man. Like like the thing is, if you're if you're going in there with, I just want to hook up. Well, you you've now polluted your friend pool. No, you see, I've <laughs> that's the recent one I did. You did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like. I'm just strictly, <laughs> I think, interested in, like, hooking up and shit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she was obviously interested in, like, a little slower, you know, yes, more yes, yeah. a good relationship. And especially in your 30s, like, you're entering into, a, like, the baseball game at the sixth inning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Relief pitcher, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's like a welcome to the, the mound, Amar, and yeah, it's like yeah. everyone's sort of already had their playful. Not that they aren't, but, yeah. like. I, like, I'm not even a closing pitcher, you know? Like, yeah. I'm not, like. I'm, it's relationship from now on. No, no, it's literally relief. There could be someone after me. It's all good. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I recently did that and like through a mutual friend and, um, I told the mutual friend, I was like, Hey, this is what's happening. This is what's going down, mm-hmm. you know? And it's all honest and it's, I don't think it's polluted, but, um, and you take it with a little more respectful. But what I'm saying is I think with like mutual friends or like, let's say at a party or a wedding or something like in real life. It's more likely that you 100%. have a shared community. You have well, oh, a so shared interest. I don't you have something that you can bounce off, you know? So Whereas, I'm with you. I'm with you in terms of meeting in person. Yeah. So like, yeah, like a wedding. A wedding, like, I went to my brother's wedding single. Like, mm-hmm. I was the only single brother at this wedding. And yeah. my brother, like, prepped me. He's like, this person's single. Like, she's down, she's down. But when your family's around, man, it is infinitely harder <laughs> to run game because... You got your dad. They're like, oh, look at that. Yeah, He's yeah, talking yeah, to a girl yeah. on the dance floor. You know, and her then, dad. And then her dad. And then you have like your brothers that are all eyeing you. And like, that's her best friend. Look, oh my God, they're talking. <laughs> it's like you're under such a microscope that I'm like, I. it's not my scene. Um, I agree. In person is where I way, way prefer it. Thrive. Yeah, 100%. Um, dating apps. Like, again, I've met some really cool girls. Yeah, really cool girls on those apps. So I'm, it's not all bad, man. And maybe it's just our strategy. Maybe like I, I'm, I'm gonna say it. You know, my strategy is not online dating. I'm not an online dating. I don't thrive in online dating. It's, I thrive it's tough. in. It's tough with what you do shit. though, because like you're in a, a very like female dominated industry. Yeah. One, but you're also in an industry where you're gonna be consistently meeting new people. Mm. So that's you. You have the luxury of sort of saying, I don't need that. As a social media guy. It's a one-sided relationship. People see me and they get to know me and I get to know nothing about them. So oftentimes people, like if if I'm messaging them, they know me and what my humor is and what I like. And I know very little about them. Yeah, yeah, so I don't yeah. know what to work with, right? Um, so that's a fun way to get to know somebody too is if they know my humor, mm. you know, already. Do you have a problem with like day game? Do you have a problem with like approaching someone daytime? randomly in the street her sitting on a park bench yeah no fucking way no <laughs> man really? no chance how about if i paid you a thousand dollars uh yeah i mean if i if i got paid a thousand dollars then i could sort of justify look i so another book i just finished okay? yeah it's called um rejection proof I've, I've talked about this before it's an amazing book yeah it's about a guy he's based in austin and for a hundred days straight he tries to get rejected as many times as possible Love that. at least once a day sick so what he learns, uh, just a little bit of a spoiler, the book is amazing because he goes through some of the weirdest things he tried to get rejected for. Like he went to um, Krispy Kreme Donuts and he's like, hey, you know, the Olympics are on. Can I get five donuts that are in the Olympic symbol? Mm. And they're like, yeah, we could stack them. He's like, no, no, no. Can you actually make the donuts one solid Olympic symbol? Cut them that way. And his whole goal was to make an ask that they would say no to. And he gets desensitized to saying no. Uh-huh. And they ended up saying, yeah, and it went super viral because he actually filmed all of them, right? And it gets really good because he gets, uh, like, after, like, 30 or 40, he starts to get really comfortable with trying to get rejected. Man, that is such a superpower. If if you're cool with people saying no to you or asking weird-ass shit. It, it, yeah, and the book is about that. It's about separating yourself from their response because when somebody says no, we often will internalize it and go, it's me, I said this, I did this, I'm I should have said that. But you're not factoring in... Literally, you don't know anything about them, what their shit is, what they are looking for, what they want. So rejection is an interesting thing where we take it so personally, Yeah, but we it's really not personal at all. At all. Like, at, like you literally all. could just look like their ex or something. 100%. So it's like this book was amazing for that. So when you say 
day dating or yeah day game. Day game. Um, Sorry, that sounds like such a toxic misogyny. <laughs> like there's a whole there's a whole YouTube niche yeah. of day game, and there are some pretty shitty people out there. Yeah, oh yeah, they've been roasted before. But, they're like, um, hey, uh, their guard is down. The girls' guard is down in the daytime. You know, in the nighttime. It's yeah, like, it's, it's so kind fun. of predatory type of shit. Yeah. You know. Um, so no. So look, I look at the gym. Okay, the problem with me is I don't want to come across like that. So automatically, I have this lens of. If I talk to a girl at the gym, mm. she's going to think I'm one of those guys. So I just end up not talking to a girl at the gym. But like, let me tell you, man, <laughs> I am a sociable guy. Absolutely. I'm extroverted too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I, there's two places that I am, it's my kryptonite. I can't fucking talk, but my social skills goes out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of them is the gym. Mm. like to the point where i'm like hey um yeah uh, for sure uh, absolutely you know like i'm so fucking awkward at the gym yeah, yeah, yeah. i i don't know what it is and when i watch Which is trim, adorable in its own way no because it's like ah like, there's definitely like cute girls at the gym like yeah. at my gym that i see all the time and it's like sometimes after work i'll be like hey good job yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna go put on my shoes you know like, also yo respect uh, respect for not doing that too you know because it's like the same thing what we, you were saying about like polluting like at that point, it really does seem like, okay, well, either I got to cancel my membership or you got to cancel your membership. <laughs> Someone can't show up to the same class. Well, because look, people, you have to, like, girls aren't going to the gym just to get hit on. Yeah. Like, They're you not. know, they want to go to work on their fitness and not be bothered. And, and that's pretty clear based off of posts I've seen. But at the same time, it's not across the board. No. Like, some girls are receptive and open to having a conversation, but some of them are not. And that's totally fine. So for me, I choose to view every girl is not receptive to a conversation which yeah, is not that, a good way which is not a good way yeah 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 it's exactly there's two extremes here you know sometimes like a little smile like if she smiles at you you smile back okay and then maybe like next time we're you know a little chat but the gym name? the gym everyone's always looking like the gym is full of dotting eyes it's just like what's going on oh look at them they're talking over there you know especially when it's a class like F45 mm. where when the class is over the music lowers everyone's like <laughs> yeah sweaty as shit everyone is Every, honestly, everyone's awkward in their own right. They are. Like, when there's a conversation, you have 20 people that are not talking that are just listening to your conversation, right? So, so it's fucking awkward to begin with. So, so no, to approach a girl on, like, a park bench, even if I think she's super cute, it's just, I would just never do it. I would yeah. never do it. So, I don't, honest to God, I don't know where I'm going to meet my future wife. I, 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 at this point, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. Um, because it could be in a number of places where I might meet people. Or she could literally be in your same F45 class for the last two months. She could be. Goddamn. You know, like, I don't know, man. It's just one of those things where if I click with someone, then that's great. Yeah. So you're off online dating. You're going to be off for the foreseeable future. Yeah, man. At least six, seven months, yeah. eight months. Okay, but see, this is, um, and maybe they talked about it in the book, but like, um, I feel like being single or even like sometimes, yeah, like you said, like going out on dates and stuff. I love the, um, the learning about yourself, like learning how to deal with yourself, learning yeah. how to like yeah. have other emotions other than like depending on someone else. Yeah. You know, I think that's like, I don't know. It's such a, it's such a powerful thing to just be happy with yourself. And, but that's a skill set, And that's why yeah. I was like, okay, I got to find what the hell is going on here. I <laughs> Let me finish this damn thought. <laughs> I have to um, this find... Is all your exes haunting you. <laughs> yeah, coming through the wires like, <laughs> yeah, bitch, yeah. you ain't talking nothing. I got to find a way that I could... Oh, fuck, man. I could thrive, thrive <laughs> yeah. um, on my own. Yeah. And I could definitely say, in the past, one of my weaknesses was I would thrive through the validation of trying to get as many girls as possible. Oy. And at least I could say that now. Yeah. Right? So, So looking at that, I'm like... I don't, I don't view that as health anymore mm -hmm. or fun anymore, right? So I've removed myself for the last little while. This isn't like nude yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. Like I've sort of removed myself from a uh, battering ram of just trying to date it in, in as many people as possible. Yeah, yeah. So I've removed myself from that. And so that's why I say like I need to give myself like eight months, not of being alone. Like I'm not, I'm not one of those people that are like, I'm not looking for a relationship. If one comes to me, absolutely, I'm down. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I'm down. Um, but you're leaning into the independence. But I'm leaning into if it happens, it happens. Yeah. But I'm not going to exhort all this energy, <laughs> right? Like I was before. Yeah. You were doing the most before? I was doing the most before, <laughs> man, because because it provided more than just hookups, right? Yeah. It provided 
a sense of you you have value. And and I've been able to, over the years I've been able to see this as this isn't effective. Like to have value in both and a lot of things. Social media, how many likes you get. That's not a toxic that is a toxic way to to generate your own self-worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got this many on this picture. It means it's good. I need to do more of this. And it's like, God forbid you did a face filter on that shit because now you've told yourself your face isn't good enough and, you, and you're only going to get these likes for face filters. So there's that and it, it applies to dating too. It's like, at this point, like this this how to single, rejection proof, all this self-learning over the past two years. Because mm. like I said, this isn't new. I've sort of been distant from it for a while that I'm like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, I, I, I really would love to strive to a place where I could thrive and be on my own completely, but I don't want to be on my own completely. I would love to have a relationship eventually. I would love to have a partner. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But only if it's working, you know? It's but one yo, of those. first of all, respect for not talking shit about girls, you know? I feel like that happens on the other side a lot, you know? With what? You start, where, where would I have talked shit? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, in all of this... You know, not once have we said women are trash, you know? <laughs> well, because they're not, man. Because like, they're not. No, they're we, look, look, the thing is, you can't have a conversation like this and vilify one or the other. Mm-hmm. Like, because they're both, like, both people have different things about them. I Like we said in this, we can only talk about the guy side of, yeah. of dating apps. But at the same time, to sit here and say guys don't cause anything is the... Are you kidding, man? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it always takes two to tangle for everything. So we we couldn't sit here and say that. Okay, a little stat as well. 60% of men on dating apps um, still harass women after the women told them they're not interested. And this is the problem. Unwarranted messages. But but this is the problem. Like The dating app scene is also a place where girls probably get like berated by a bunch of dudes that are just horny, and then they'll follow you on Instagram, and then it's like... Wait, what? I already told you no. Yeah. And like, I've, I'm shocked by this, but I see these posts of these guys after they get rejected being so mean, saying, you weren't anything this, this, and I hate you for that. You're never going to get... It's like, whoa, man, like that is showing your insecurity like loud and clear. I feel like this is like nothing new to us. Like, it's like, it's like seeing a guy, like for, okay, for you and me to go into like a club, let's say, okay, and go up to a girl mm-hmm. and get rejected. Yeah. What do you do if you get rejected? What happens then? For, so let me let me take you through two scenarios. Yeah. One, if I was in my mid twenties yeah, and this yeah. happened, I would have been like, "Oh, fuck, my night would have been ruined." Not ruined, but I would looking for like, a knife to kill myself. I would have just been like, "Holy shit, that was yeah. so awkward." I put myself on a limb, like, uh, she said no. I, yeah, and I gotta go to the other here. side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you just need you to know, get out. Nowadays, my relationship, a lot of it, because I've done a lot of work on it with rejection, not just in a romantic sense, like yeah. rejection with career. They don't want to work with you, whatever. Um, I've come a long way with it because I've intentionally looked at it. So, for instance, if a girl said that now, man, I, I, I'm a thousand times better at it. In fact, I've had that happen, man. Like, I've been talking to a girl and it just, you know, wasn't going anywhere. She said that and I go, you know what? Absolutely. Like, not a problem. Um, because deep down, if it wasn't working, then I could at least say, look, I agree. We're not compatible. Yeah. But it's been so fun getting to know you. Like, Everyone likes to view rejection as this. Uh, you're you're calling me the worst. Who's better than me? Their ego is so at the door, ready yeah. to get bruised by this shit that it taints their response. Where it's like, the best thing that can happen to you, man, is if a girl says she doesn't want to be with you. It, like you're sa- honest to God. I hate how cliche it is, but it's so true. You're saving yourself so much time. Just exactly. But there are the men who are the men are trash. Of Air course, there is. who are like right away they get rejection and they're like, oh well, you're an ugly bitch or this. hundred percent, and that's so pathetic, man. Like your your confidence and whatever you're trying to build has just been ruined. There, you're a piece of shit, and you can't accept the fact that someone doesn't want to be with you. I don't understand. Like, okay, like if first of all, like in my nervous, yeah, in, in those like nervous rejection days of like if I get rejected, I need to like just like curl up and die. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, yeah. in those moments, I'm like, how can someone literally? From like, um, from, um, okay. So if I get rejected, my only, my biggest fear is, did my guys see me get rejected? Yeah, okay? ego thing, yeah. And then like, they're going to make fun of me for the next three months. So if like, ah, you got rejected, you know? Yeah. In, in my head, right? So I feel like, why would you make a scene, you know? It's, if a girl rejects you and then you call her like ugly bitch or whatever, 
Like you're making a scene and you're more likely to be seen as the guy getting rejected. Like it just doesn't look good no matter what. 100%. No one has, I don't know. No, I agree, but it's it, so much of the stuff, like the book I'm reading now is about the ego. Yeah. And what, what, what book are you reading? Is that one so interested in the books, man? Uh, ego is your enemy. Okay. I think it's called. Um, and it's a good book too, because what it talks about, it, it, it this one plugs in a lot of historic events. Mm-mm. So if you're not into that, then it's not a good read, but they plug in historic events where an ego was involved. For instance, like the DeLorean car, the one that's in Back to the Future. Mm. That guy's ego got involved and it actually ruined his entire company. And the DeLorean is no, obviously it's not in production. Oh, sure. And a lot of that was because it was mismanaged because his ego got in the way. And so the ego is something that is oftentimes miscategorized as confident. Oh, he's got a big ego just because he's confident. No, that's not, the ego is not that. No, no, no. The ego is something that would, would tell you, oh, your boys aren't going to think you're as good anymore because yeah. they saw you get rejected or I get rejected, you know. Your ego's at the front lines to tell you you're not enough or you're the best. Yeah. It's just, it's waiting for one response. It dictates the fight Did or flight. Did you get the girl? You're the best. Did you not get the girl? You're the fucking worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people struggle a lot with knowing what that is and their relationship with it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. When it comes to rejection, man, like, I, I, I would say at this point, I've got a very healthy, and I do want to play uh, or, or plug in that, you know, I've been in a relationship where, I think it probably should have ended years before. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I even thought it should. I remember I was talking to my therapist saying, like, I just don't think it's for me. Damn. But I, I I stayed on for years and years. And then I think that played a big role into learning that if it's not for you early, don't don't try to, to find a way that it could be yours later. Ah, uh, okay, okay. You know? That it could come back and work out. Yeah, like, like uh, just basically, like, if you're getting signs of either you're not into it or they're not into you, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really a good idea to sort of try to understand what those emotions are and then maybe move on early. So it doesn't mm. go south and you're not wasting time, you know? See, I wonder about this because I feel like in relationships, especially, like, long relationships, like, I'm talking about, like, look at parents' marriages and stuff, like, the really long marriages. I always kind of see this, like, cycle of, like, like an ebb and flow of like... It's good, then it's not good? Yeah, like a, like a 10-year cycle, let's call it. And of like two years of every 10 years, it's just kind of a, li- a little more down, a little more, um, you know, kind of separated. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just... I really think there's something there of like big cycles of uh, yeah, ebb so and flow. It's called the seven-year itch. Seven-year itch. So, so there is something like that. It's seven years. Every seven years... Um, and so one of them is, I mean, there is apparently a psychological backing to the seven year itch. Yo, my bullshit is on another level. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's my ego right now. My bullshit is the greatest. Come it, on, hit me with it. Well, it was, I mean, it was a good realization. Like you picked up on something and it's actually like every two years, two years out of every 10. Come on. So I think there's, there's different ways, but it's, uh, typically it's due to your relationship sort of entering different stages after seven years. Uh. Right. So the first seven years are very full of new feelings um, and it's slowly a decline of you getting used to each other so there's not as many newness things. Then you might have a kid Word. at the seven-year mark, right? So it's new again and then the kid gets older. Now he's in like his, his er, like earlier, like just before turning a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, the newness runs off. So it's, it's basically this thing that uh, the seven years, yeah, yeah, you can yeah, expect yeah, yeah. sort of a... Uh, True. Yeah, because like, well, but that's also, the t- there's a toxic part of it, I'd imagine, of like, a lot of people, I feel like their relationship is kind of like rocky and they need, let's say, they think they need stability and they think the best way to get that stability is to make things more permanent. So, for example, we're having a rocky relationship. Oh, you know what? I think we just need to settle down and get married. Uh, probably not a good idea, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or like your marriage mm-hmm. is kind of rocky and like, ah, I think we just need to like settle down and have kids and, you know, take life slower. Uh, now you're introducing a kid to your problems. Not a good idea. It's, it's, this is why I mean that book, how to single was really good. Cause it, it teaches you sort of how to sort of look at something, even if you're in a marriage. True. So some of the things is like, you don't prioritize couple time. You, you, like it was so effortless at first because it's new. You're excited. This person's you're you're learning their quirks and and it's just so fast paced. Yeah, yeah. So what happens is after a while when you start to get familiar, those date nights stop. 
you know, mm. you have to sort of like now there's effort involved where it's like, oh, we're, we got to go there. Like all of the free flowing stuff yeah. is faded. And that's good. It means the relationship has started. Yeah. But a lot of people find that once you're into it, you have to, you can just stop because you found somebody when it's actually the opposite. Once you're in the relationship is when the work starts. Mm. It's, there's this, this prowl thing where guys are like on the prowl. We got to find a partner. When we do, we're set. We can gain weight. We can stop carrying the worst, like whatever. Yeah. However, like even the book, how to single is like, that's when the work starts. Right. But they also say after a certain point, um, you start living separate lives. And from that point on, that fork in the road uh, starts to sort of go different places. You start being affectionate. You stop being affectionate with each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit gets dull. It's not so shiny anymore. And you know, it's like a it's like a phone company. You know, like phone companies always give like the new customers good deals. Mm-hmm. And you're and you as like the customer of like ten years, you're like, yo, f you, bro. I, yeah. What? I've been loyal. What's going on with me? I, yeah, I've been here. You know, and like it's true in relationships. Like you, some relationships, like you stop trying to win each other over. Because you feel like it's secured. But what I've yeah. seen, man, what I've learned is like no relationship is secure. It's like you got to you gotta win those people like and it's more difficult. and more every it's day. It's difficult, right? It like, is difficult. Like when you get to know somebody, like in, in I've been a few in a few longer term relationships. Yeah. And when you start to get to know somebody versus someone you know nothing about, that shininess that we're just talking about. He's so apparent. Yeah. You start comparing comparing their unknowns and their different things to the partner you know ins and outs of. Mm-hmm. And it's just the comparing starts, and that's a very unhealthy thing. Um, and then, you, you know, you start keeping things to yourself. Yeah. Which is like a seed that gets planted, and it's like, ooh, it, it starts builds to into grow. like resentment. And- yeah, and then it says you keep having the same fights over and over again because... You haven't addressed it, and you're just viewing, and that's that. This is where it kind of goes down a road of yeah. negativity, right? Anyway, I don't know how we got to that. Yo, we've covered it all today. <laughs> this is a, I'm going to call this podcast Dan's Dating Life. To be honest with you, it has been quite. <laughs> it has been kind of a interview style, you know. Like, yeah, I don't know. Today I was very question mode. You know, I just want to like hear other people really. Talk okay, about so their but shit. let's let's flip it on you for a quick sec. You are interested in, in fuckboyness, and that's no, okay. like no, but this gone. is no, yeah, but yeah. we have the opportunity right now to ask you questions because a lot of people wouldn't be so open about this. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're joking about it by calling it a fuckboy in the fade, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But there's truth behind that. Is what there's I'm picking up fade. on. There's a real fade. There's a real fade. But like you, you're in a, a place right now where you're interested in having fun and exploring. Yeah, that's it. Exploring. You know. So when you start to talk to a girl. Mm. At what point are you having that conversation? First of all, I like that in person right now, he's putting like the two fingers in. You know, oh, like, like the, like, the I'm nervous. Yeah, yeah, I'm nervous. Like. No, but I'm just pointing like, this is you, this is the girl. Yeah, yeah, sorry, what was your question? At, at what point do you have that conversation? Like how early on and how how upfront are you being like in your terms? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going with the flow for everyone, but I think if it's a random person, I'm not being upfront, upfront. You know what I mean? Like I'm being, you know, I'm just taking it as it goes. Because I feel like in the last 10 years where I was always up front right away of like, hey, I, you know, I am almost like almost like the first day. I'm you were like, good. Yeah, man. The first you, day I'm like, I'm a virgin. Yeah. You know which, I mean? like, which I'm not is, interested in that shit. That's a, that's a strength. And what's yeah. happened now, okay, is you've gone from the hero. Man, yeah, when people, I man, I used to get DMs when, when we were talking about that on the podcast saying, that's so cool of him. Wow, that's great. Okay. Yeah. So you've got, and this is just a, a interesting psychology thing. You went from the hero of being the virgin because you're not seeking anything. So they view you as harmless, whatever. That's it. To now, not even, it's, it's not bad. It's just, you've gone to the other end of the spectrum where you're like, I'm not looking for anything serious. I just want to have fun. And this is across the board, both yeah, girls yeah, and guys yeah, yeah, do yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's not call it hero, but let's call it a cheat code. Okay. Because I can tell you for sure, if yeah. I preload the I'm a virgin line, like first day, it's like, I know, I know I'm going to probably see this person again. Right. It's like, because of the, the harmlessness was taken away, let's say. Okay. But now the challenge is, it's so hard ways. to not fall. It's not, it's so hard not to, to not fall for that shit. But, but like there's other ways to, to bring that barrier down, right? Like, yeah, there is. Don't I'm, be, don't be talking to the person with the intent of, of only making making them feel their only value is slamming that that's exactly it so like now i feel like it's such a it's such a hard thing because it's like 
I don't know, for the last 10 years, I've kind of, you know, not used that line. And I've not always said it, but um, like now I just feel like sometimes when I'm on the first date, I'm like, yeah, man, I should, you know, and like. Oh, you want to fall back? You want to fall back on it? Yeah, that? I want to fall back on it, you know? You don't need, um, like, look. And I don't need to. But You don't need to because the second you bring in your. That the, shit. The way I look at it is you go on a date. Honestly, go in with the intention of having a good time and then maybe never seeing them again. That's but don't it. don't act like you're never going to see them. Like, but yeah. go in with a lot of people go in like, oh, I gotta gotta slam, you know, we gotta get it in. And it's like, yeah. man, I can, I promise you, it is be a horrible date. Yeah. If every time you go in with the expectation of trying to hook up after the first date, come on. And it's so true because that that is like the thing that I've learned that made me like a decent person to talk to was that I'm not always trying to get you in my room. You know what I mean? No, because so I'm I mean, taking I just, those same learnings yeah. to to this style of dating. Of like, whatever happens, happens. If I never see you again, I never see you again. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. but for the mutual friends, you know, like if I'm like dating someone's, my friend's friend, that's when I'm like kind of, you know, uh, making my intentions a little more clear right from the beginning. Right. Because right. I think that's when you can get real pollution. Yeah. Real I mean, it, it can go both ways. Like it, like it could go both ways for... Maybe honestly, you're gonna meet people that are just in it for you too, and and it's gonna suck, man. Because what's gonna happen is you might like them. Yeah, I'm down, like, man. Like, no, no, no. When you've been on the other side, I get the I get the feeling side of it. I've yeah. been there where it's like you're with someone where you like them, but all they want to do is hook up, and you're like, dang, yeah, I actually liked you, you know. And I, I could see why that would hurt. I could see that I felt it. Yeah. So, but even now, I feel like I'm talking shit because I'm like, I really, I'm not just here for hookups. It's true. It's like. I'm, you know, literally, I can't say it any louder. It's like going with the flow. If I genuinely think, I think, you know, this could be a. But that's sweet, how dating should be. That's how dating should be. But, but, but it's, it's oftentimes it's not as clear as that because I've been in places where you go on a date and just because you've gone on one or two dates, it's automatically like, we're a thing. It's like, when, no, when did we have that conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you see, in the last 10 years, I was like, that was a shitty side of me of like, in the last 10 years, I was like, um, oh, I don't see this ever becoming a relationship, so I'm just going to either go into becoming friends with them or or not. You know what I mean? Man, if that's, that's like if a that's toxic how, ass shit. No, but look, if that's how you've collected, you've got one of the most attractive ass friend groups. No, but that's not how. That's not how. I was going to say, is <laughs> yeah, this how not, you've no, done no, no, it? No, that's not how. You turn them all into friends? <laughs> no, no, no. That's not how at all. It's just like, it's like... Has, there, has that changed at all, by the way? Because you, you've leaned on this before. In the past, you said, the reason why I can have all these friends that are girls that are close is because they know that I'm a virgin. So now that that's not a thing anymore and now they know that you're interested in doing that, has that changed? Okay, wait, I need, I need to update that. Um, not Okay. Uh, the reason I have so many friends that are girls yeah. are because I genuinely was not looking for anything other than friendship with these people. Okay, right? fair, no, no, fair, so I wasn't fair looking for side. sex or relationship or whatever. Yeah, fair from right? your side. But you don't think that by being a virgin, that played a huge role? 100% it played a huge role. Okay, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, because I don't think I was trying to always, I don't know, like first time meeting them. I just like, you know, I think we burn, we burn so many people that could have been great friends by trying to slam on the first night we meet them. Man, I think I, I, I would... S- this is outside looking in. Yeah. When you introduce that you're a virgin, it introduces a level of, okay, if anything's going to happen here, I'm the one in control, which is why you were able yeah, to yeah, do yeah. these one-on-one hangouts. I know f- for me, even though I don't have in- like, intentions of hooking up with them on the first date, mm. if I hang out with them one-on-one, there's this overbearing thing of like, this is like a date. Yeah, what, yeah, what you is know? this? Like, I, I, I find it, very difficult to sort of hang out with a girl one-on-one without just in general people assuming it's a date. Yeah, but you see, like the way I looked at it was like, imagine hanging out with your boys, right? Or yeah. you just met a guy for the first, like the first time we met, you know? Yeah. I was never under the impression or you were there under the impression that someone's going to get <laughs> someone home tonight. No, no, right? but, 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 and that same... That's li- sexuality. That's, I, that's I understand. It. I understand. But that, that's what I'm saying. That's sexuality, right? So... Because we remove that and we're both just interested in getting to know the other person as friends, obviously. I'm sorry, this is getting too close. No, 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 no. <laughs> right? it's not that. It's just, hold on, hold on. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> um, that's how I like approached going into like meeting f- like 
girls. It's just not the like, same. It's not the same. But the sexuality, it's true, but like the sexuality wasn't there. No, but it's not the Do same. Do you understand? No, to hang out one-on-one with a guy, yeah. okay, and say, uh, how come the vibe there isn't? Well, because sexuality is a huge role. If you're not interested That's in other saying. guys, then both of you know this isn't ever going to go there. And th- that, that that's easy. It's relatively yeah. easy. Yeah. But the second it's a guy and a girl where you both are interested in that sexuality, in that gender, yeah. then it's like, uh, it's very easy to tell a joke or, you know, I'll pay for the coffee, to have that gesture turn into, uh-oh, that's a move. <laughs> yeah. You know, like if I buy you lunch, that's not a move. It's not a move. But if I buy you lunch and you're a girl and we're both straight. Okay, you know, so, like, so, so let me go with you, okay? So you're saying sexuality is a huge part. It right? is, absolutely. I'm taking the sex out of sexuality. I'm by just being a virgin. Though, by, on this by, bitch. By, yes, by being, a virgin, by being a virgin. Exactly. So I'm agreeing with you on like the virginity obviously was a big thing. It was the thing, I think. The, yeah, you're right. It's the duality letter. <laughs> so that's that's where we're going with. Um, but fuck, what was your? I, uh, I I think that was the key, um, yeah. to do to achieve that. Yeah, because like I can I I have a I have friends that are girls for yeah. sure, um, but I would think that there was some sort of pressure at some point that somebody might feel an expectation or this or that, that it's like, no, we don't need that. But because yeah. the way society works where guy, girl, if they hang out one-on-one, uh, you, you're paying for my meal. That's a, like, there's so many uh, alerted notifications of like, yeah, what was yeah, that? Yeah, Is yeah, that a move? Yeah, Did they just yeah. flirt with me? Is he made me laugh? Are they joking? To have a conversation with a girl now, it's very difficult to do that without being like, I'm not hitting on you. I don't want anything. You know, you know what? I'll add this to the, uh, the the godliness of virginity respect uh, is uh, rest in peace is, 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 is um it also made me a way bigger expert in it you know what I mean it's like let's talk like let's say um, you're on a date with someone okay and there's like a sexual thing to it okay yeah it's like it's up to the guy and the girl like they're both have their their flirtations and their game and who has the best game and like you know who's gonna get you know it, it's good yep. when you have game right. I felt like I had like so much game in being a virgin, like I was such an expert in be like in not hooking up, that I like had control over the situation. That like even if the person was like, "Oh no, you don't have to pay" or this or that, like I was more secure in this being friendship only. Like but, I had like such a game in removed, friendship. You've removed one of the biggest uh, like nails in the coffin for why a f- thing goes from a friendship to a relationship. And you've removed the whole sexual side of it. And that that's like a, one of the biggest nails on what would taint a friendship. Yeah, yeah. Like I, what I'm saying is there are so many guys and girls out there yeah. that are so good at like dating and game and yeah. getting people back to their room, whatever. Right. Right. Amazing. Right. I feel like in the last 10 years, I've become so good at becoming friends with anyone. Guy, girl, whoever. You point them out. Yeah, okay. Fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, fair, 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 fair. But yeah, and, like, and genuinely, my friends aren't like, they're not, oh, <laughs> fuck. They're all, <laughs> no, they're all super attractive, but mainly more, literally more important, their personality is way sicker. And it's not the super attractive part. And the, the part I was laughing then, at is like, they're not all attractive. But here's, you're, they're just, all you're, you're like, just looking at the attractive who, Who's, <laughs> you know? So here's the thing though. There's like, a, yeah. like, let's say you re-entered into those friendships with your new, I want to go hook up. I can't do that. That's crazy. Do you think those no friendships way. would form in a different way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I think so too. I think that's what I'm saying. I, I think I would have burned many great friends by being a piece of shit douche who like just like you know first night is just like very quagg you know just like very like trying to get you you know yeah 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 like oh, bro you're a shrimp just overweight what, what do you what? <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> um okay so yeah this was a re- this was, this is fun this was fun man yeah talking about it you know well uh, so one one of the things that I was just gonna mention this entire podcast I want to talk about is you just did you did one of the biggest like serial killer things. Oh, fuck. At my house today. What'd I do? You put your laptop screen down. (laughs) (laughs) Who does that, man? He has like one of those MacBook Airs. Yeah, with the four pegs out. And it's screened down. (laughs) Like it's sitting on his screen, man. That's best. Shout out to you if you put the milk first and then the cereal. Oh, that's whack. 
Thank and you guys so much for listening. Down. We hope that uh, you have a great Valentine's Day. Love is love is fun. Love is great. But yeah. Just like <laughs> fucking be good at it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and be cool with being independent. You know, just lean on yourself. Look at us, eh? Just like so, like liberated. <laughs> just do you. Be single. All right, guys. We'll catch you in the next one. Love you. I'm a lucky fella, and I just gotta tell her that.